0: This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170, or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's
1: Rick Corey. Where you been? I've been here for a while. I've been waiting on you. Good morning. Welcome in. It is 6 a.m. I was excited. I was excited to get the day started. The day started. I got here. Got sitting in here for a while. I was busy doing things. And I looked around. And went, Wait a minute. I've still got an hour and a half. <laughs> it's been a busy day already. Welcome into a Tuesday. Here on the Blitz 1170, where it's going to be 86 degrees. 86 stinking degrees. It's 62 right now. It's just as pleasant as it can possibly be. I've got the little thing on my bedroom, um, little clock temperature thing that shines on the ceiling so when I wake up I can see it and it's in red so it doesn't bother you you know you don't but if you wake up and still having to search for a clock all I have to do is look at my ceiling it tells me the temperature and the time it tells me the inside temperature and the outside temperature and the time and it mine said seventy, but it's a, it's in the back of the house, so it gets more sun, even though it's in the shade gets more a little bit warmer, so apparently it was it stayed a little warmer overnight. But when I got up at first, um I was looking at about sixty eight and it's dropped to about sixty two right now, but still it's going to be a fabulous day and then of course, it all falls apart tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy it today. Literally, if you've got anything, you, you've been thinking about that, that one thing you need to go do. Although today, once again, the wind's going to blow your skin off, uh, but, to, but yesterday was as good as it gets. Oh, yeah. It was just spectacular. Went for the walk uh, yesterday up in Oakland City when Lindsay was in doing, thera- doing her proton therapy, and it was not very windy, and it was just, oh, God, it was perfect. It was just, it was wonderful. Today's going to be a lot more windy, but it's going to be 86 degrees. So if, you got, if there's anything you have to do outside, do it. Because otherwise if you wait it, it I mean if your goal is to wait and have it interrupted by weather, then you're good. I think <laughs> tomorrow will be all good. Uh that in the other room, of course, is uh well, and that's the Seattle Mariners hat that Bryce mm-hmm. Salsa is wearing, but only yeah. because it has a logo that looks like Frazier.
2: It's uh from a company that's pretty good. It has this one, it has a Boston Red Sox hat that has the Cheers, like it's the, the Cheers, Cheers logo font. Ahead. And then there's one for the Yankees and Seinfeld because, you know, no one in New York when it comes to TV shows besides, I guess, the King of Queens is a Mets fan. Everyone, everyone has to be Yankees. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would have pulled the trigger on that one. So.
1: Is that one as well? Yeah. Mm. I, Seinfeld's a show I never watched. Me neither. My, my son was really, sense, really but... into <laughs> it, and I, I just never. I mean, I, we weren't watching a lot of TV at that time anyway, because mm. there was there was so much else, other stuff to do. And even post having seen, you know, when it, it, it just, I don't know, it, it's just not something I ever spent time with. But I know my son was a huge fan. I know it's a thing, and, and I think I think Seinfeld's funny. I mean, the guy. And I said, you know, his coffee and cars with comedians stuff is funny and that yeah. kind of thing. I think those things are fun. Uh, but he's never watched the show very much. And, heck, I, we didn't watch Friends at all until Lindsay started watching it in the middle of the day, which now we don't do because we're gone all day. But uh, and then so I got a chance to see some of it. Yep. I catch up through my through years. It just depends on what's <laughs> happening. All right. So what is happening? Well, yesterday we had just everything, right? We had everything. We had baseball. We had softball. We had basketball. We had all that. Today we had nothing. <laughs> I mean, be, be honest with you, we don't have much. Uh, there's there's one basketball game tonight uh, that we care about, Rockets Thunder. That's at nine o'clock tonight. Um, meanwhile, uh, there's nothing else for right now. I mean, there is. Let's see. It's uh, OSU baseball does play at Dallas Baptist today at six thirty, which is a good mm-hmm. matchup. Dallas Baptist is unbeaten and has already beaten Oklahoma this year, eleven to seven. Um, OSU softball will be at South or has South Dakota State today at four and six thirty. OU, OSU Women's Basketball has West Virginia at 630. So to say there's nothing is not right. Mm-hmm. There are a few things, uh, but not a lot. There's there's not a lot at all. We know OU is opening Love's Field on Friday with their mm-hmm. tournament, which is going to be cool. We also know a lot of college basketball tomorrow night. I'm, Arkansas does play tonight. Vanderbilt will be at Arkansas, so that's a pillow fight. That'll mm-hmm. be interesting. We have last night's college basketball, and the NFL Combine gets underway Monday in Indy, and I was just going through every player invited to get to the list of all the folks around here. And, of course, you know, we can talk about our Oklahoma guys, but Brady Latham, who's from Jinx, who then went and played at Arkansas, is who I'm most excited to, to you know, kind of get reports on because I, I watched that young man's career as he played against Union in those games. And then, of course, going to Arkansas and being over there with a the Union guy uh, who's already in the NFL, which is cool. Also saw, uh, you know, last year, if you remember in our our Big 12 Media Day coverage last year, one of the guys – We had to talk. We had a chance to talk to his Chris Paul's brother, and he is on the list. He's going to be there, and he's he was not only was he terrific last year, he played at Houston. Not only was he terrific last year when he talked to us, but he had a really good year. And he's at the Combine as well. So we'll go through some of those players at the Combine. Uh, We've got some other things here today. Jay Billis has the perfect idea, the way to get rid of court storming. Mm. Have the latest bracketology from Lenardi. Houston is now number one in one of the college basketball polls, and they play tonight. We'll have some of that. And then there are just other various stories as we go through the day here on the Blitz 1170. And uh, we'll certainly want to hear from you at 918-262-5072. As a matter of fact, In our not sports segment, uh, and maybe more than one, (laughs) is a brand new set of games, if you will. It's not the Pan Am Games. It's not the Olympic Games. But it's a set of games I think most people would be interested in as soon as you say the name. So I will tell you about the Florida Man Games. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. It's about time. And it turns out a DJ in Florida somewhere, which, by the way, don't ever call talk show host DJs. I mean mm-hmm. that's not what we do. Yeah. And the, and the old, you know, the old terminology of disc jockeys when you actually played records. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first got into radio in 1982, we still played some records. Uh, so I've done that. I've queued the thing up and done the Johnny Fever thing and all that kind of stuff. But that was a long time ago. Uh, people who play music, for the most part, they still get called DJs, although that job has evolved to be much more than just that. But that's what they get, still get called. But when you know someone will say to a talk host, "Oh, you're a DJ," no. <clears throat> no, that's that's not what we that's, are. That's dated. Uh, right. Well, it's just not what we do. And so for some people, they'll get offended. I don't get offended by it. Some get offended by it because they'll tell you that just spinning records is easy, and I can tell you it's not. As a matter of fact, I've, one of my former bosses once said one of the smartest things I've ever heard, and that was it's harder to be an excellent personality on a music station than it is anywhere else. Because all the time we have to do what we're doing, they have to be brilliant in eight to ten seconds yeah. and and you have to, in that eight to ten seconds be not only good enough to make it to be pleasing but to make someone want to continue listening now, sometimes the music has a lot to do with that, obviously, because if you're brilliant in those eight to ten seconds and then you play Elvira, I'm still tuning away <laughs> <laughs> you did what you could <laughs> yeah, right exactly, but, I'm leaving. <laughs> but it was still yeah, but it's still. I think it's smart. I mean, when you talk about, you know, Chubbs and Casey over there, they're magnificent at what they do. And Tyg and Daniel and and Hoot and all, you know, and Cliff and Carly, I think they're all really good at what they do. I have great respect for that. But just don't call talk hosts that because we're not. We're just. I mean, you can call me anything. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And you know what? It'd probably all be true. All right. Bryce, also in the next room, as I mentioned. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio here. We'd had an interesting conversation about court storming yesterday, which I'm assuming they continued in the afternoon. And Byron had sent us several things about it. Uh, And several opinions about it. And he and I kind of shared the same opinion, although I think he's a little more resigned to the fact of, look, this is just going to happen. So, you know, and it's because we want it to happen. And, you know, Jay Billis argues the same thing, and I understand, too. Uh, But he also has a solution that I hadn't thought of, which we'll get to. But Byron then later in the day also sent a link that I thought was interesting, and I saw it when I got in today. Uh, and it has to do with NIL, and we'll get into that just a little bit later on today as well. So we'll always take your text at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is, of course, our Naropi treatment of Oklahoma text line. All right, now I mentioned there's some other stories. I remember I told you yesterday that uh, Taylor Swift has set out rules for Travis Kelsey. I found some yeah. more of them.
2: <laughs> do they, do they make sense? To at least give that away.
1: They make sense if you're insanely jealous. All right. Yeah, it's it does and. If you listen to any, and I didn't, but my daughter did, my youngest, if you listen to any Taylor Swift's early music, because everything was nothing but a breakup song and how she hated some guy, mm-hmm. you kind of get the feeling that maybe there's a little high maintenance in there, and then, uh, <laughs> these, these rules might have something to do with that. Finally made a connection. Uh, yeah, and by the way, her dad it was either arrested or detained because he punched a, a photographer. Yes, I heard that on. Was that on Two Pros just before this? Yeah, you know, I'd seen. Yes, I'd seen oh. it late last night. Did seventy-one years old and and just bowed up on a photographer 71. and whacked him. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty solid. Can you imagine? No,
2: I mean, I, I, you'd think that after what she's been in the limelight for a long time, fourteen years, maybe just it finally built up to this point. Again, she wasn't at this level for all this time, but still,
1: no, but she was a pop yeah, she was certainly a, a major you, you, artist. You think maybe
2: even back in October, but when the her and Travis started dating, it's just built up since then to where He's finally had enough.
1: Well, I don't know what the guy did. I don't know what the photographer did. I mean, mm-hmm. if he told him to move or whatever, the photographer was a you know jerk about it, then mm-hmm. bop in, in the nose. Uh, some other stories. Oakland is having more... The A's, pardon me. Well, there's still Oakland A's right now are still having more trouble moving to Vegas. They hit another <laughs> snag yesterday, uh, and I I mean, I don't get it if you're out in Vegas, but fine. I mentioned the new poll. You will tell you in the USA Today CNN poll where everyone else is, Houston is number one. Did you see the NFL is considering adopting an XFL rule?
2: Is it the throwing the ball for the coin toss and having the players scrap for it to choose who gets the ball first? <laughs> no,
1: okay. no. but I'll tell you which one. Uh, we have some draft reports on some of the guys as they head to the combine, and some who won't go as well. And something that is making news today is Michael Penix's evaluation, his medical evaluation. You know, he had a lot of problems, obviously, with those knees. Mm. Uh, I mentioned Travis Kelsey. He and uh, Patrick Mahomes and some Chiefs players are back in Vegas. Partying again in Vegas, so they apparently had a really good time down there. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, I've got the great. I got a great story here about a nightclub dance, uh, not dancer, bouncer, who becomes a PGA Tour rookie and then gets a win. Wow! And how does this nightclub bouncer celebrate his first PGA, you know, attempt to get on the tour win? I shall tell you, and it's Ooh. magical. I tell you, it's six eleven here on the Blitz eleven seventy. Uh, anything on your mind specifically today? I know we've got a couple of stories here. The A and M baseball story I'd seen because I see their their Twitter handle. Yeah, and I just laughed and laughed and laughed at that one. Uh, and I know Creighton might have an idea about court storming. Anything else on your radar today?
2: Uh, I saw Monty Williams for the Detroit Pistons getting pretty animated last night after they lost to the. The New York Knicks had a final possession where they were in the lead and had uh, one of New York, the New York Knicks players. After they threw the ball away to Asar Thompson, mm. run right into his <laughs> lower area, and there's just no call. The ball gets loose. New York Knicks get it, lay it in, get a foul and one, and they go on to lose. And in Thompson or in uh, Monty Williams post game presser, just went on like a one minute rant against the league and the refs. All all no curse words, of course. He's a good guy but kept it clean, but then uh, got up and left right after that. And so a Detroit still struggling and I got and I got a text it's it's so perfect because I got a text right before all that hoopla went on and it was from my brother saying that there are actual betting odds now about Caitlin Clark being taken by the Detroit Pistons in the draft <laughs> Like they actually put that as a betting line. I okay. get that it's a I get that it's a joke, but it still is just... You know, would just she, tell you what the Pistons uh, are looking like right now. Would she improve them? I mean, Cade could use the help, right, for somebody to kind of dish it out to. Just keep on, just having everybody screen her open as much as you can, every possession.
1: You just, know, if you worked hard enough at an NBA game, you could easily get her some clean shots. Oh, yeah. You get her clean shots, they're probably going down. Of course, she has to play on the other end, too. Mm-hmm. And look, Sue Bird, you know, took a run at it and some others. And, well, I can't remember, Rand, oh, took a run at it. I mean, there were some others who had opportunities. And okay. it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. Now, could she shoot with them? Yes. But it's a different deal running up and down for the entire time. And look, mm-hmm. I'm not sexist in any way. If she wants to, if she were to want to try, I'd be all for it. Yeah. Give, give give yourself your best shot.
2: I, I don't think she can help the Pistons, but it would be one of those things where I she think would, you and I could help the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> she could de- she could definitely uh help help break barriers in terms of actually piling on some points, but in mm-hmm. terms of overall helping them I'm not
1: sure who could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now they need they need nothing more than uh, five players and they'd be fine. Mm, yeah. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio and we want you on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. Also today, Mick Wilson, the athletic director of Tulsa Public Schools. Here we are in the playoffs and his Tulsa Public Schools teams. You know, in football don't have much of a chance but in basketball look around you got some people making some moves we'll talk about that transitioning to spring sports all that a little bit later on right here on the blitz 1170
0: the oklahoma state cowboys call the blitz 1170 home from the oklahoma sports desk it's time for a two-minute drill on the blitz 1170 and streaming on the blitz 1170 app
2: In women's college basketball tonight, the OSU Cowgirls will host 22nd-ranked West Virginia for senior night in Stillwater. The Cowgirls have one top 25 win this season. Tip-off for that one is at 630. In Big 12 basketball last night, West Virginia, in the, in the men's with Big 12 basketball last night, West Virginia raced a 25-point road deficit to force overtime, but it wasn't enough to beat Kansas State as the Wildcats win 94-90, to 90. and 15th-ranked Baylor bounces back from their loss against Houston over the weekend with a 62-54 60, road victory at TCU. Tonight in the Big 12, it's Cincinnati at top-ranked Houston at 6, BYU at 7th-ranked KU at 7, and Texas at Texas Tech at 8 o'clock. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app
0: this is the morning blitz with rick Corey. want to get in the game call us up at 918-879-1170 we want to hear from you
1: Always here. love hearing from you. We are here at 619 in the Tulsa Oilers studio on what is going to be a windy day, but also about 86 degrees. Bryce Olson, in the next room. I am Rick Corey here on a Tuesday. Houston is number one, not only in the, as a matter of fact, USA Today CNN poll, but in the AP poll as well. Congratulations to Kelvin Sampson, what he has done down there. There was a time when you could not hit a fan in there. There was a, There was once, honest to goodness, when Tulsa was down there to play, And this was, you know, Houston has such a history. When you walk in that old arena, they've done some refurb. But when you walk in that really old arena there and you you walk into, in most arenas, you'll walk into, you know, say an underneath section of the tunnel and you're going to be in this big area. And then you either walk up, you know, stairs or you take an elevator or whatever. Houston's is one of the very old kind. You walk in in the door, there's a gigantic garage, if you will, overhead kind of commercial door. And then there's the big tunnel that just goes down to the court. So, I mean, you could basically roll down it. You know, it's it's wide enough for at least two cars, and it's just a big tunnel. But it, the whole thing is facing is you know, um, pointed down, if you will, or leading down. What the hell word am I trying to find? Anyway, uh, if you walk along there, on the walls they have painted all their championships all their players, so Clyde's up there and Akeem is up there and all those guys who have come through Houston, all the greats. I mean, and yeah. then you walk down to the court level and it was this little kind of a meh arena, which for its day I'm sure was fine. Now they've done some work again, but that this was a point where this basketball program, which had such a storied history including titles, had fallen to the point of <laughs> up in the uh, what they called their press area, which was uh, I mean, have you ever been to a show at a casino? No. If you've ever been to a, if you, if for anybody who's been to a show at a casino, been, been to a concert, been to several at both venues personally. and I think they're wonderful venues. So I'm not taking shots at them, but there's, this is just kind of set it up. When you go to one of those or a small venue of any kind, actually, there's going to be a segment about halfway up there that is, if you will, the audio booth. You know, and it'll be a small, probably eight, ten feet long, kind of curved, and it's where the audio, you know, equipment will be, and there'll be a dude or two in there, somebody in there who's running that, and there'll be a couple of TV screens or computer screens or whatever. Well, that's about what their media room was. It was out in the open. It was just like that. It was at the end of the court. It was up kind of in the middle of the concourse, if you will, right, just below the concourse and, and before you got down to the seats. And it was probably 8 or 10 feet wide. Nothing wrong with it. It's just what it was. There wasn't much. It wasn't a closed off or anything like that. It was just out there. And they would bring in Chick-fil-A. And which, yeah, it is. if You like it. Um, And it's never been something. Look, that's fine for people who do. It's just I've never liked it. 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 It's funny
2: because I think you and Pop have
1: always been kind of critics of it. I'm I'm the outlier. I'm not a critic. I just don't I just don't prefer it. My girls (laughs) love it. And I know they do great things in the community. I do like their lemonade. They have really good diet lemonade. Uh, But my girls love it. And that's cool. I just it's not my thing anyway. So they're 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 doing Chick-fil-A. And you walk up and there's nobody covering this. I mean, there's the two broadcast teams and there might be a you know, a student blogger or whatever, and then I don't think the Houston Chronicle even sent anybody. Uh, but there's this gigantic stack of these Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And I was sitting up there because I went up to get myself a water and I was sitting up there for a couple of minutes way before game time, and there was just nobody in stands. I mean, literally I I I there's I found a picture the other day on my flashback yeah. on my Facebook where I counted 13 people on the other side of the court as we tipped off. I think you referenced that a yeah. while ago about yeah. that's
2: isn't that like the worst crowd you've ever seen? In like that close to yeah. tip off?
1: Yeah, in basketball it was. In in football there was an SMU game and a Rice game that really came close to that. It was bet, probably 50 to 65 people. I think it was 50 to 65 people is what I counted. Mm. And that thing, the Rice one, holds 72,000. That's crazy. But the SMU game I'm talking about, we played at the Cotton Bowl back then. And it was oh, a rainy okay. day, late in the year. It was cold. It was miserable. Both teams were horrible, and uh, you, I mean, you, you might as well have thought the stadium was closed. Yeah. It was. <laughs> even my family gave up in the middle of the second quarter and just went to the van because <laughs> it was just that bad out you, you there. Could, you could
2: drop a pin and everyone yeah. would hear it. <laughs> anyway,
1: this is how bad the crowd was, though. So I'm sitting up there, and their person who's watching the, you know, the press, uh, they're sitting there, and I said, "You're going to waste a lot of sandwiches, aren't you?" And he goes. Yeah, I hate that. And I said, You guys give them to charity or something like that? He said, No, the university services won't let us. You know, if they're not used, they just get thrown away. And I said, Hey, I got an idea. He said, What? I said, Just take them, and give them to the fans. And he said, well, I don't know if I can do that. I said, What's it, what's it going to matter? I mean, you're going <laughs> to throw them away. So we did. We just grabbed armfuls of them. We started walking through the stands and the, the, the quote-unquote crowd and just handing them boxes with little, you know, the little box had a little thing of chips, had a little thing of uh, uh, their um, cut-up fruit, and it had a little Chick-fil-A sandwich. And we just walked through the crowd and gave those out, and we still had them left. We were done. <laughs> That's the kind of crowd. It's
2: like, All right, that took about 10% of them. Uh-huh.
1: And now they're number one. Man. All that to say, a program that was so good and had gotten so bad got so good again. Now, they're a state school. They have money. We know all that. But they had lessened their commitment to to well, especially basketball. But back then, their football stadium was the worst that we'd been to, at least the, the in the press box in the football stadium. They tried to build below it in the old stadium. They tried to build below it a quote unquote luxury box set of luxury boxes. This is football. Yeah, it's the old football stadium. And they tried to build what they call luxury boxes. And from the press box, when you look down, you saw the roof of the press of that luxury box, which was (laughs) corrugated tin. It was painted corrugated tin. The same thing if you had a barn, you would have that. That's what your barn was made of, right? Is painted corrugated tin. And they'd painted it red. But because they were trying to make it big enough where people would actually buy it and down there if you ever walked into it because we do that before you know on the game I'd walk through once before it was indoor outdoor carpet like you would put out back it was what they had on the floor and then they had the plastic lounge chairs and things like you would have out in the back patio but if you go to the press box where we sit the roof extended out you couldn't see the first four yards of the field. If a play went out of bounds on our side or the press box side, you had Good no luck. view for four yards. You didn't know if a ball, if ball was inbounds. You didn't know if a player was inbounds. If there was a run down the sideline, you had no idea until they got to about the five. That's when you could see him again. That's All when you, you
2: could return your call whenever you're like 50, 45,
1: Well, you, five, you, know, you what know what you Bruce wait. did, and this was smart, is you would kind of do it just based on the chasing. Because you can still see people yeah, flowing yeah, yeah. that were chasing, and you're kind of guessing as they go along. <laughs> that's how bad those facilities were for both those areas for that school. And now, of course, in football, they're not great right now, but they had their moments of being really good, including, as we mentioned, beating Oklahoma. Yeah. With with Ward, and that's when they had the bad stadium. Now T E D U C U Stadium is really nice. Not big, but it's very nice. Mm-hmm. And the basketball arena has been upgraded, and they're number one. But those have helped them get in the Big 12, right? I, I think the whole, I, the whole thing I'm pointing out, because I know it's a long, long story to get there, is they just did, with the hiring of a really good coach, and apparently recommitment showed you that you don't have to stay bad. I think yeah. there's a point at which when p- teams aren't very good, we kind of sometimes a fan base will just give up. Well, that's just who we are. And, and trust me, there was no fan base in Houston. I mean, there were more people waiting to get Danny Manning's autographed when he was coaching for Tulsa, and there were on the other side there to watch Houston. Man. I mean, and, and this is what they've become because of a recommitment And because they go and hire a coach and say, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to put some money in this basket. And they become number one. Purdue is number two, by the way. UConn number three. Tennessee four. Marquette five. Arizona is six. Then Kansas is seven. They hang in there. Um, uh, They see. And Iowa State is eight. North Carolina nine. Duke 10. Auburn 11. Creighton is 12. Then Illinois, Alabama, Baylor, Kentucky, St. Mary's, South Carolina, Washington State. San Diego State, Dayton. Dayton's really good, 21 and 5. Utah State, Gonzaga, Florida, and South Florida. The Bulls out of the American get ranked at 21 and 5.
2: Yeah, and their uh, first year coach, or second year coach, I believe, came from Kennesaw State, got them to the NCAA tournament. And, and another
1: team that was rock bottom. I was only there to broadcast basketball once. And there were well, I had a niece and her boyfriend who came to visit so I could take them to dinner and they doubled the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was just the horrid. It goes mild. Horrid. It was horrid. And again, look what they've done. Look what <laughs> Florida Atlantic did. I mean, it just it can happen. It really can. But in Houston to me is a it's a testament to a good size program, a state school who looked like they'd given up, and they hadn't, and they get back to number one. So congratulations Mm -hmm. to Kelvin. I don't know him personally. The people who I know who did cover him at Oklahoma when he had his problems and his phone issues and then they had the Indiana issue and all that say, he's really a good man and a really good guy. So I'm good for Kelvin to be number one. But they prove you can do it. Question Mm -hmm. is, do you want to do it?
2: Well, and I think that you know a bigger point, like you said, is you know, how people just sometimes accept that's who we are. Yep. I, I think especially in the American, I, I love the American Conference, but I also kind of look at it as a... Anytime <laughs> something <laughs> starts with that, it's
1: followed with a... And here's why that I'm. this is the whole thing is... Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
2: you're just like waiting for the, waiting for the follow-up. Yep. Um, I, but I kind of look at it as a pro-market conference because mm. there's so many teams in there that are in a pro-market. And mm. especially when you think about Houston, that isn't even that's even more of a reason oh, yeah. to when they're at that low point to go look this is everyone here just cares about the rockets and the texans they care about what's going on in the nba what's on in the nfl so that's even more and of a reason astros. to really yeah and the astros especially so like that's even more of a reason to kind of pile on and just mm-hmm. we are who we are yep. and so to take a pro market area uh, a school and do that is really what gets to me, too, even more so than some of the state schools that people just kind of, yeah, that is who we are. You yeah, you're, That's
1: an excellent point because you can look down there, and Rice is there, too. But yeah. they don't have any interest in doing that. Mm-hmm. They have said that from day one. <laughs> we're a research institution. We happen to have athletics. And in some of those where they won a title in baseball, and that's been a while back, they were, they were really good. And they, they're a little better in basketball than they were, but they don't put a lot into that. It's Again, Autry's a good little gym, but it's a gym. Yeah. The stadium is a, a is an absolute dump. I was talking to their play by play guy. He's a really nice young man. Um, when he was next to me at, at uh, American Athletic Conference media day for a day, we were the only show that were that was there both days. Uh, you know, everybody else who came came for their team and then went home. And we stayed, you know, we stayed for both days, which I think worked out really nicely. But he was sitting next to me for a while and he came over and we know each other, of course. And he came over and we were visiting a little bit and he's a really good young man. And I said, so I said, so how's it going? I said, and I said, since we're joining, I mean, since we're all back together and we're going to be coming down there, anything new in the press box? <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, <sighs> no. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was dreadful the like, last <laughs> time we were there. And that's God, I have to go back. That's mm. 10 years ago, maybe, yeah. maybe longer. I'll have to look at it. It goes pretty quickly. I'll tell you that. And, and, you know, we both agreed. They just need to blow out the top part of that thing, allow the the bowl that's in, in the ground to be there, build up the new area for a quote unquote press box and then move mm-hmm. on down the road. But they just won't do it. They, they just don't want to do what Houston did. Yeah. Now UTSA's done a nice job. Now they only have, I say only, but they only have the Spurs Right. So, I mean, yeah, they have an XFL or now a UFL team, but they've not really shown a ton of interest. They had uh, indoor football for a while and they may still have an arena down there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they've not ever shown a lot of interest in that. So they have been able to take advantage of the fact there's not a whole lot of that to make themselves really fairly pop, po- you know, popular. You know, and to your point too, and we're gonna little be be here a little bit behind on a break, but we're starting. You know, thinking about pro markets. Tulane has done a really good job of bringing themselves back. Now it's a very small boutique stadium, and even at thirty thousand or a little less than, they don't fill it. But it does get raucous in there, and because Willie Fritz had such success, they had put crowds back in there. They didn't. They're small enough; it doesn't matter if you get Mm sixty. You're not going to get sixty. You couldn't. (laughs) But it's small enough; it doesn't matter. But they've done a really good job of that. Now, I haven't, it's, I haven't been to Charlotte for football; I've been there for basketball, so I have no idea how that's going to play out for them. South Florida is mm-hmm. going to build their own on campus, which they really need to do because they don't need to be playing where they were. Uh, and but some of these, like you go to Cincinnati now; they're not an American team anymore. But oh, lord, did they show up? Yeah, they got it. And <laughs> that's with the Reds and with the Bengals, and you know, they they yeah. had they were able to win that battle, or at least play even. In that battle
2: and the year that the Bengals made the Super Bowl like think about how Mm -hmm. highly touted they were that season Uh, One thing real quick about San Antonio. I was trying to think of a different team in the American I couldn't quite think of it because I brought the list and I can't exactly think of who else I was thinking of here But I think that UTSA could go into that realm that we sometimes look at with and it's annoying to me but with USC and UCLA, you know how their fan base whenever they get Uh, Hounded for not having a lot of people they go. Well, there's just so much to do in LA Mm -hmm. Do you think that maybe that could also be involved when it comes to San Antonio's yeah? They only have the Spurs, but people could also look at as well There's just so much other things to do in
1: San Antonio
2: you know, I think well, they like... get
1: good crowds. I mean, I they mm-hmm. actually have really good crowds. UTSA has good crowds. My, my for, point for, is, for
2: football, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know anything about their basketball crowds, but I know for football, they get good crowds. Tulsa well, Tulsa's going to be there tomorrow, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. So, I mean, we can we can tune in and watch, but they get really good crowds for football. That's not been an issue for them,
2: yeah. and they're, they're dreadful in basketball. So, I got yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, 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 that helps too. But
1: and, you know, and, and you know, with Tra- Jeff Trailer staying down there, that'll help them yeah. t- they stay good in football. I don't have. Have any idea? Um, personally, I've never been a huge fan of San Antonio, the city. I'm not sure why. I'm just not. Uh, I don't dislike it or anything. It's just not a place I would choose. You hate Riverwalks. Uh, no, I don't. It's just <laughs> not a place I'd choose to go. I've been up and down the river walk and went. Well, that's cool. And now I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't need to that's anymore. But, I've really done there too. Uh, when you when you're, I mean, as far as things to do, if you're from that area, I'm sure you can tell me there's this and this and this and this. What mm. San Antonio is mostly is a festival city. It has, I think, the most festivals in America. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the Riverwalk and what they do down there. So there's always yeah. a festival of some kind to go to. Uh, they have their Sea World, which I don't know how much is still open because of all the rules now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have their Six Flags, which I've been to once and was, mm-hmm. uh, And so I mean, I've visited the Alamo, and I think that's really cool because I love history. And I've yeah. done that, but I don't know what else I would say there is to do there. When you say things to do in L.A., you cover a gamut. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah, and, and I, say I, I, I don't San... want to say that that's the exact same thing. Yeah, when you think, yeah. say
1: that in San Antonio, to me, what we're talking about is getting a really good lunch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't I don't know that the two necessarily, in my mind, compare up. But I, mean, I was trying to think of other, and help us here at 918 Other universities, mega successful in professional towns. You're going to find some, and we're going to keep trying to think of some, and we'll take ourselves a break. It's 635 here in the Tulsa Oilers studio reminding you when they're home on a Sunday, you can grab your skates, take them with you, and skate on the ice with the players after the game. It's called Sunday Funday. It's any Sunday the Oilers are home from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170.
0: Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170
2: app. Oklahoma State Athletic Director Chad Weiberg has been appointed to the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Committee. It will be for a five-year term effective September 1st. In women's college basketball tonight, the OSU Cowgirls will host 22nd-ranked West Virginia for Senior Night in Stillwater. The Cowgirls have one top 25 win this season. Tip-off is at 630. And in men's Big 12 basketball tonight, it's Cincinnati at top-ranked Houston at 6, BYU at 7th-ranked KU at 7, and Texas at Texas Tech at 8 o'clock. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce on the boots 1170, and streaming on the Bits 1170 app.
0: Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072.
1: And Bryce Hulse, of course. 640 here on the Blitz 1170. That very same Bryce Hulse will have this day in sports history coming up in about 10 or 11 or 12 minutes, depending on when we decide to take our break. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was just looking at Alan Crone. The wind chill when we get to work on Wednesday morning will be 23. <laughs>
2: So, that, that moment that I had this morning where I didn't have to turn on the heater and actually uh-huh, kind of had a nice yeah. little cool breeze coming out, that, that's over already.
1: Two days of shorts. Yesterday and today, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> I've already ended my shorts. Two days, and I'm going to have to go back to the heavies on a Wednesday. Mm. It just, Oklahoma weather just makes me laugh. I mean, you can be irritated by it, but, you know, unless you're going to move, there's nothing you can do. It just makes yeah. me laugh. It's. It can't make its mind up. I had a high school girlfriend that way. 640 on the Blitz, 1170, Rick Corey and Bryce Halls. All right, so during the break, did you think of any other pro markets, uh, college teams? I,
2: I was trying to think of more uh, bigger schools that are kind of in that same boat. Uh, and the two that I thought of at first are kind of tough because I feel like they've built up enough history to where people don't really think about these. But, you know, again, when USC was in their prime light, I mean— to think about being in la like that mm-hmm. and to be the show beyond anything and then i also think of texas being in austin you know just because no other you know, sports there though and then that thing is like it's not a pro sports market mm-hmm. but that's that's a place where you would think that they kind of like usc and stuff if if they're not very good they could lose a little bit of crowd And Still be like, oh, well, it's Austin though because people want to go see shows and get weird out there (laughs) I don't you know, whatever whatever they say, but I was trying to think more of um, Well, okay. Here's one Washington and Seattle. I mean, Washington being in Seattle, Mm -hmm. right? They've When I can tell uh, you they still have crowds. Yeah when they're they have crowds and I guess also It's a little bit easier to look at that whenever you make the playoff and make a national championship. Um,
1: They didn't always fill it either when they were not very good. They didn't always. Fans are, I mean, really good fans are good fans and they'll turn out. And even when they had, you know, mediocre crowds, they were still making money. They were doing okay. But they didn't own the market. And they still don't. You know, the Seahawks own the market and the Mariners and, you know, so forth. So yeah, when I think of those kinds of things, the thing that really to me comes to mind is Miami. Because the hurricane, mm, yeah. the Miami Hurricanes, which is plural, <laughs> and the dolphins earned you know if there was a while they played in the same stadium I broadcast one game in the old Orange Bowl, and it was an absolute horrible dump, yeah, it was I can't describe to you how bad it was mm. it, and when you walked uh, the you know the it was a true classically old time stadium, so it was just an erector set, basically. With stands, mm-hmm. and so you'd walk through the you know the concourses, which were the underneath back of the stands concourses, just like you would in a high school or old Lewis Field, you know before they did the work on it and, made, and it yeah. became Boone Pickens, uh, and the bones are still under there, but it looks a whole lot nicer. But you'd walk up those ramps right, and you'd get in. But the Orange Bowl had those ramps raised, so you'd you'd walk up this, you you'd just walk along the ramp, which was basically just a concrete ramp with. Um, a fence, if you will, on both sides, and then you could look down, you know, 200 feet to the to the ground because you've walked yeah. all up all that distance. Did the swirly ones? <clears throat> no, this kinda, one. Was it, this one, you just walked upstairs okay, okay. and then you walked down a long ramp that would just take you down to the mm. various levels, and you'd walk up or down those levels. Uh, and they had they there were ramps at the far end of each side, but it was stairs in the middle. And I, I remember I was walking along trying to find the press box. And it's always just off one of those concourses or one of those ramps, right? And I'm walking along, and I look, and I see this, you know, probably four-foot-wide path with, again, you know, fence or gating, if you will, on both sides that leans down or runs down to a separate area with doors, and that was where the press box was. So you walked across a gangplank, for lack of a better term, to get in the press box, but there was a guy standing there, as you did, and you had to show him your press badge, and I did. And I had two diet sodas with me because you, you know, the, the media area was different area than the broadcast area. So I had two diet sodas with me, and he, goes, he stops and goes, no, you can't take this in there. And I said, why? And he goes, they could be alcoholic. And I said, it's just diet soda. I'm going to go broadcast again. <laughs> yeah. These are broadcast booths. <laughs> yeah, but you can't take it in there. And I really? said, but you don't sell alcohol anyway. <laughs> and, and he said, it well, doesn't matter. Take I a said, whiff. I, I said, take a drink if you'd <laughs> yeah. like. And he was like, I'm not going to touch your drink. And I said, but I'm taking it in there. I've got to, you know, I argued with the guy for about a minute and a half. And I finally said, look, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to take these in there. You can either try to physically stop me or you can send somebody to get me. Yeah. But <clears throat> I got to have something to drink in the three hour broadcast that we're going to put on. Right. And the guy just kind of, I mean, he followed me all the way down the ramp and I just went in. Hmm. And I I sat there the whole time waiting for somebody to tap me on the shoulder <laughs> yeah. and drag me out. <laughs> sir, you crossed the line. Yep. That place was a dump. Now they don't play in the same stadium I- anymore. Mm. Uh, but when you know when you think about their games, even when they were really good. Now, if you go back to the Jimmy Johnson era when they were really, 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 really good, and that's when Tulsa played down there. That was and that was a really close game. That was Testaverde um, and Michael Irvin. Wow. And uh, Hightower and those cats. And Tulsa, it was a 21-14 game third quarter because they had no idea how to stop the veer. Mm-hmm. And Steve Gage was running crazy. And they were just playing. And Tulsa was playing a really good football game. And I think Miami ended up winning that one. I think it was 35-14 to 14 or 28-14, to 14, or maybe 28-10, to 10, something along those lines. But I mean, it was a really good game in the third quarter. And now they've, they've split it up, right? But even then... When they were really good, they didn't have huge crowds. That is a Dolphins town. It's a South Beach town. Uh, you know, Marlins, you know, the heat really came on later, and then. But they do, They have a hard time when they're when they're really good. They struggle to draw yeah. somebody, and But there, there aren't a ton like that. You know, you go to someone like Philadelphia and Temple's never been great, so they don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to Villanova and think basketball, yeah, they draw. And especially when Temp I mean Temple's
2: playing in a pro stadium. It's one thing for even if Miami's yeah. struggling playing in a pro stadium for Temple to
1: play where the Eagles play. I mean that's that's Tarp there's, City. There's never anybody in there. It's yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty quiet. It's I mean, it's really cool to go do that, but it's a. Um, sure. It's a pretty quiet place. Mm-hmm. But I, I think of the places that really struggle, and, and I got a place like Miami. Now they're not going to care about it because there it's a it's a big money place, and they still put mm-hmm. enough in there to make money, but it they don't put. It's different if you go to a college town. If you go to Norman, if you go to Columbus, if you go to you know college Station, if you go to Austin, as you said, and you go to a college town, go to Lincoln. The feeling is different oh for sure. Then you get even when there's a crowd filling a stadium in a in a large sports market, it just to me feels different and maybe it's just me, maybe it's my bias. I don't know if it, and, and y'all you know, let's let's hear from you at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two in our neurotic treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. And, and, you know, if you've been in both an NFL or big time stadium, if you will, even if it's a college team in a in a pro market, and then you've been to a college game at a college market, do you tell a difference in the crowd? Can you? I think I can. And I've been to NFL games too, and covered NFL games too, and they get loud, and they love their teams, but I still feel this difference, and maybe it's just me. Have you you've been in NFL stadiums before?
2: Yeah, I've I've only been the, at the at the Cowboys Stadium, and I was only there for for one game. Um, I, I still just now are like, you
1: talking about NFL or, or when, when you covered NFL? The Big 12? NFL, okay. NFL. Who did you uh, see them play?
2: I saw them play the Colts. Uh, in 2014, so Romo, mm-hmm. Dez, and Witten were still playing. They played Andrew Luck, and they just annihilated them. Uh-huh, it was, it was uh-huh. like I think it was like 42 to nothing at yeah. one point in the third quarter. They won 42 to seven. Um, I just always like the pageantry of of college football and just the the overall vibe that it brings. Well, one thing that I thought about too while you were talking about that was, you know, think about also schools that are in college towns if you will Mm. technically college towns but still in a overall pro state Mm. i mean i thought about rutgers like rutgers (laughs) is in a is in a college town if you will but that that area of the country is still so pro focused Mm. you know um i even think about cal and stanford and obviously they have different priorities but those are (laughs) localized to you know their colleges Mm. and yet Everyone, they get hounded a lot for not having many crowds and not caring that much, over on that side of the country. So that's something I thought about too. Was well, there are some college towns that still they can't get away from you know the the pro mind yep. that
1: the state has. Uh, there's yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt, but it is a different feeling too. To me, it always has been. Six forty nine here on the Blitz eleven seventy. By the way, Lynn over at Ike's Chili uh, just sent me a text this morning, and he asked how you were doing. And Thank the you, reason Lynn. he he had sent me a text yesterday, and I was on the way already to get Lindsay and Collector and go to do the treatment in Oklahoma City, and he said, "You laugh like Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang." <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I do it's it not right, right there. Right there. It just did it. Because <laughs> 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 Lynn just texted and said, "Hey, how is uh, Sheldon Cooper this morning?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got him, Lynn. <laughs> Should I be offended? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
2: Thankfully not an. Oh, oh gosh.
1: But you just did it.
2: I did do it.
1: <laughs> uh, when he oh, said it, I... You
2: ruined that yeah. show for me. Now when he does that <laughs> laugh, because that's, that's basically what like the overall, uh, he does like the little gasping yes, type yeah, laugh, yeah, oh yes. gosh.
1: But when he said it yesterday, I thought, I don't recognize that, and I never had, and then you just did the exact same thing he said. <laughs> All right. Well, Lynn, thank you for
2: uh making me self-conscious about something for the rest of my career. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, I love this job. I'm Rick Corey. He's Sheldon Cooper. It's 6.50 here on the Blitz 1170. This day in sports history next, right here on the Blitz.
0: Download the Blitz 1170 app now inside your cell phone provider's app store. You don't need a radio to listen to the Blitz. From the Oklahoma sports desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170. and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
2: Oklahoma State Baseball will conclude their road trip tonight as they will be at 18th-ranked Dallas Baptist for a midweek tilt. Dallas Baptist is 7-0 on the season. First pitch for that one is at 630. And Oklahoma State Softball will host a doubleheader against South Dakota State for their home opener. The first pitch for Game 1 is at 4 p.m. And in Big 12 basketball last night, West Virginia raced a 25-point road deficit to force OT. But it wasn't enough to beat Kansas State as the Wildcats win 94-90. 15th-ranked Baylor bounces back from their loss against Houston over the weekend with a 62-54 road victory at TCU. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holst on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.